0: welcome to the purple pride podcast the vikings did not put up enough of a fight against the green bay packers last week and now we are stuck in a loser leaves town match against the indianapolis colts here we go purple pride podcast I'm doing well. You know what? I would be doing well if the Vikings didn't get stomped out by their bitter rivals, the Green Bay Packers. Um, But you know what? There's a lot of season left. There's 15 more games. Hopefully the Vikings will be able to rebound this week when they take on the Indianapolis Colts. Um, So, real quickly, a rundown of the game. The Vikings uh, start out the game red hot. Uh, They have a bend-but-not-break, like 15-play defensive drive. And then uh, they follow that up with a quick drive going all the way down the field, capped off by a Delvin Cook touchdown. What were you thinking at that point of the game?
1: I was feeling well. How could you not? Cousins leads him right down the field. Delvin Cook looks good early. Vikings up 7-3, and it is all downhill from there.
0: Yeah, it looked good. Uh, Adam Thielen with some big catches on that first drive. Um, and then after that, uh, we didn't complete a pass again until the two minute, uh, the, our little two minute offense um, in, at the end of the half. At one point, I believe it was Aaron Rodgers' 24 pass attempts to Kirk Cousins' 2. Also, this is the lowest amount of time of possession that the Vikings have had since that stat has been recorded. It was like 18 minutes of, of uh, total time with the ball
1: during this game, which is an absolute recipe for disaster. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers punt the ball one time this game, and it was only because of a brutal third down drop by Valdez Scantling. Uh, Wow. It was pretty shocking. Vikings eat a safety early to still maintain the lead 7-5, and after that, it was literally all wheels fall off the bus on the defensive side of the ball. Aaron Rodgers pretty much doing whatever he wanted. He threw for over 300 yards, four touchdowns. Devontae Adams literally killed us. Our cornerbacks looked lost and clueless the majority of the time. We had zero pass rush on Rodgers all game long, and it ended up making for a very long afternoon for Vikings fans. Yeah, this one was tough to watch. Um, I know that the stats end up looking all right for the
0: offense, um, you know, at the end of the game, but it was a lot of just uh, garbage time, uh, ch- you know, chasing points, um, Packers playing off, trying to run clock. Uh, it just, It just never was good. It never felt good the whole way. Uh, you know, it just this was the nightmare scenario to start the season. So um not good stuff there. A uh, couple things I would say, a couple bright spots. I did think Eric Kendricks played great. Um and once again, he was the one bright spot on that defense where there was literally no pass rush. Um you know, the the Packers were getting the ball out of Rogers' hands in under three seconds all game long. He averaged almost two and a half seconds per uh, getting the ball out of his hand, which is super fast. Um, So there was literally no pass rush. The Ngakwe thing didn't work out, at least for week one. And uh, the safeties, Harris and Smith, uh, which is hard to say because it sounds like (laughs) Harris and Smith, um, had a rare poor performance. And uh, yeah, like you said, um, all three of the corners who played heavily, um, rookie Cam Dansler struggled a bit, um, but really was disappointing to see third-year players, Mike Hughes, and uh what's his name? Holton Hill <laughs> Houlton getting Houlton picked Hill on. Got just abused.
1: Bright spot on this weekend, guys. Uh, interior D-line play. No pass rush ability, but their run-stopping ability was fine. It was fine. It was a bright spot. Offensive line, another area of concern coming into the season. They were fine. So there is some positives. There is some things to build on. Uh, are we concerned about the cornerback play and the pass rush moving forward? Yeah, I am. Yeah, it just sucked because
0: people were asking Zimmer about it and he got kind of like testy about it and was saying, have I ever had a bad defense in my career? And he, after making that comment, gave up the most points he's ever given up as a head coach and the second most yards he's ever given up as a head coach. I
1: thought Cousins was fine. I thought a bright spot was kind of a comeback to where a healthy Adam Thielen looked sharp. Adam Dillon looked really good, and he was scorching. uh, You know, Alexander, uh,
0: Alexander, who's one of the best in the league.
1: Yeah, so there is some bright spots. There are some things to build on. Um, We will have some news, though, on the Vikings injury front, front, uh, which won't be some cause for concern moving forward. Here, do you want to get into that now?
0: Yeah, first though I'd say the last thing is it was good to see kind of a jump being made by Garrett Bradbury, last year's first-round pick, who was insanely disappointing as a, as a rookie. But oftentimes, um, rookie centers take two years. Uh, it sounds like he's a lot stronger this year. Um, you know, that's good news for us, if he could be a difference maker on the interior there. Um, and then I thought... You know, we didn't get to see a lot of, of Justin Jefferson. Um, he played in over 60% of the snaps, but we only had two catches. He did flash a little, especially on that last catch he had. Uh, I'd like to see him get a little bit more involved this week.
1: As always, we will be begging you all season, we need more Irv Smith. More Irv Smith. What do we catch. have to do to make Irv Smith happen, guys? I guess time of possession, number one, right? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> not being good. We, yeah. we didn't really have the opportunity. The game was getting away from us. The Packers were kinda of sitting in a soft prevent defense pretty much to the whole second half here. Um, which helped out the Kirk Cousins stat lines. But moving forward, guys, we need more Irv Smith. Yeah, please. We do. Um now I will say, uh
0: it's it sucks a little bit that Jeff Gladney wasn't more involved. Both our first round picks didn't really do much, and then uh Ezra Cleveland is wasn't He's healthy scratch. A healthy scratch. So you're your first three picks of uh, the from the draft didn't do a, a damn thing for us, so that really sucks. Um, so, yeah, let's move on to some injury news.
1: Um, what are we seeing on the, the injury report for the Vikings this week? Vikings starting right guard Pat Ulfline has suffered a torn ligament in his thumb. He is being placed on the injured reserve lifts list, which will put him out of action for a minimum of three weeks. That is a concern Second-year player Drew Samia, who has not seen an NFL snap yet, will take over at right guard. Drew Samia, guys, something to look out for. He's known as a good run-blocking guard, kind of a mauler, who struggles at times in the pass game. I don't know, kind of sounds like Pat Elfline, but could be more of a mauler. Yeah, so uh, that one sucks. And then you have uh, Cameron Dansler. Cameron Dansler out this week. Uh, hopefully that will be it for Cam. He is out with a rib injury, which will force Jeff Gladney to step into a starting role. And also, please, guys, we need a bounce back game from Mike Hughes. He's struggling. He's getting picked on. It's his third season. We need Mike Hughes to step up. Need some Mike Hughes. Um, other than that, BC Johnson's banged up. Jeff
0: Gladney was on the injury report, but both those guys are expected to play. Um, with BC's banged up, maybe we get a little more Justin Jefferson this week. Um, but other than that, we're still waiting on Daniil Hunter to come off the IR after the third week. Hopefully he's ahead of schedule, but that's an injury that's been really under lock and key, so we haven't heard much about um, Hunter. Is that worrying to you? Yeah, it is. <laughs> that, that one freaks me out quite a bit. Um, on the other side of it, uh, with the Colts, they lose Marlon Mack to a non-contact Uh, Ankle injury, which usually means Achilles tendon, it was. He is gone for the year. That one looked ugly. I hated to see that. Yeah,
1: that was tough. And he's coming on a season where he does not have guaranteed money next year. I feel bad for Marlon Mack. The guy hasn't been able to stay healthy, and he will not be seeing the payday that he deserves. No, he's a
0: good player. Um, Also for them, Jack Doyle, their tight end, is going to be out this week um, as well. So both teams are, are... You know, hurting with some of their weapons, and uh, it's hopefully will will work in the Vikings' favor. Um, Around the league, though, there's lots of injuries when it comes to wide receivers. Mostly, some of the big ones in the league are all uh, you know going down with some muscle injuries at this point in time. And uh, luckily for us, Adam Thielen is uh, still feeling healthy after one week. (laughs) Um, All right, so I think it's about that time
1: to move on to some of our games. Uh, What's the first game this week? All right, guys, we're moving on to our Pigs Can Pick'em. Last week, me and Eric were red hot. No, 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 let's
0: let's do the other game first.
1: What other game? Uh, You want to sound the alarm? I want to sound the alarm. All right, let's sound the alarm, guys. We're feeling a little testy right now. We're ready to sound. Excuse me, guys. We're ready to sound the alarm. I'm going to go first. I am going to hammer my alarm on Vikings third-year cornerback Mike Hughes. You know what? Let me throw in Holton Hell, please, too, at the same time. I'm sounding the alarm on the Vikings D-back situation. An early, a semi-bright spot, Cameron Dancer going down this week. I'm sounding the alarm, especially this week, going into Indianapolis against a team that threw the ball 46 times last week. A cause for concern. I'm pounding my alarm on those guys. All
0: right, I'm sounding the alarm for offensive coordinator Gary Kubiak. Um, Not only could the, the naked eye see that there wasn't a lot of um uh creativity going on, on out there but also when they, the numbers came out the Vikings only had motion on 33% of their plays. You watched uh uh what's the the coach of the Packers name? Uh oh come on. We're not uh, gonna get it. Whatever. We're moving on. Yeah. Anyways, LaFleur. Matt LaFleur. Um so Matt LaFleur, we saw him with a lot of creativity, a lot of pre-snap motion, a lot of guys, receivers, you know, catching little shovel passes and jet sweeps and things like that. You know, you had a bunch of, of uh, creativity from that offense It looked almost easy. A lot of times, the complicated stuff that happens before the snap allows the rest of the play to be really simple. That's why I, I thought we saw from the Packers in this game. Well, um, Gary Kubiak didn't have any of that stuff. It was very predictable, and then on top of it, Kubiak had uh, only 33% of our plays at any motion, which was extremely low for the NFL, one of the lowest in the league. And motion on the snap, so guys in motion as the ball is snapped, uh, was at 0% for the game. Zero times during the game did we have a play where a guy was moving on the snap. This is like 1990s football, practically. You know, This is like an old-timey offense that we're running, and we need to see some creativity um, this week if we are going to be the team that we know we should be. So I am sounding the alarm on offensive coordinator Gary Kubiak. I don't think the offense was overall very
1: good, um, but Gary Kubiak did not help them out at all. I'm going to pump my brakes on Yannick Ngakwe. Um, Not a very good Vikings debut. Kind of got owned up front by Bokhtari. Pretty much a non-factor. Didn't even really notice him out there unless you were looking for him. I'm going to cut him some slack. Uh, It doesn't get any easier this week but that's okay. I'm pumping the brakes. I have trust in Ngakwe bouncing back. I'm going to pump my brakes and not sound the alarm on Ngakwe.
0: I am going to pump my brakes on the Vikings offensive line. I know that everyone, including us, has been hard on the Vikings offensive line for a long time, um, but they held up just fine against a good front um, of the Packers. It did help that uh, Kenny Clark went down at halftime and didn't play in the second half. That sure helped, but I thought overall, the team held up pretty good. I'm pumping my brakes. Now it's time.
1: It's time for this week's Pigskin Pick'em. If you guys listened to the podcast last week, me and Eric were red hot on our picks. Guys, come on. It's time to get on board and trust us with our picks. We know what we're doing, guys. We were absolutely on fire. We nailed both of our upset picks of the week. And these were some major upsets. Eric had the Washington football team beating the Philadelphia Eagles on the road coming down from a 17-point deficit and winning that one. That's a huge uh, upset pick of the week. Eric, nice job on that one. I had the Arizona Cardinals going into the San Francisco 49ers, going into their place, the defending NFC champs, and beating them at home. We were 2 for 200 upset picks. It's time to get on board with the Purple Pride podcast pick of the weeks. We're going to go through this week's slate of games. We already missed the Thursday night game. The Browns beating the Bengals at home 35-30. Pretty entertaining game. It was what it was. Got to see a little bit of Joe Burrow. Fun
0: game. Joe Burrow looks like he's going to be the real deal.
1: All right, here we go. Noon game to start. We have the New York Giants 0 1 traveling to the 1 0 Chicago Bears. Bears favored on this one at home by 5.5. Who do you like?
0: I like the Bears to win, but I'm going with the Giants with the, with the points here. Um, Bears go to 2 0, sadly but the Giants are going to keep this thing a game. I think you're going to see a lot more from Saquon Barkley. Sadly,
1: the Bears go to 2-0, but like Eric said, the Giants do cover here. I'm throwing my money on New York on the road, but it's a lose-lose situation because we are not having the Chicago Bears go 2-0. Moving on, we have the Falcons 0-1 traveling to the 0-1 Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys favorite at home by four. I think the Cowboys get back
0: on track here. The The Falcons have worse defensive backs than the Vikings do. I think Dak Prescott has a massive day. I think this thing is a shootout. This is going to be one of the most fun games to watch of the week. This is going to be... A fantasy player's delight as both teams will rack up the yards and the points. I'm guessing Matt Ryan throws for 500 yards. But Dak Prescott and the Cowboys get back on track in a high-scoring thriller. I'm going Dallas. It's a
1: long day for Trayvon Diggs and the Cowboys. It's my upset pick of the week. I have the Falcons not only covering, but the Falcons beating the Cowboys on the road. Wow. Falcons go to one and one Upset pick of the week. Falcons beating the Dallas Cowboys, sending them to 0-2. I hope you're right. Moving on, we have the 0-1 Detroit Lions going at Lambeau Field to the Green Bay Packers. Packers, of course, 1-0. Packers favored at home by 6.5. I think that the
0: Lions play the Packers really tight. 6.5 is a lot of points. I also, sadly, think the Packers will go to 2-0. I think they're a good team, but I think the Lions keep this in close. Lions with the points, but I
1: think the Packers win this game. Unfortunately, the Packers get to 2-0. If recent history has any indication, the Lions will play them tight like they always do. Lions covering this one, throwing my money on the Lions at Lambeau Field. I'd love to throw my money on will the Lions lose because of a sketchy illegal hands-to-the-face call. (laughs) That's just Detroit luck, man. Alright, moving on. We have a battle of the unbeatens here. We have the 1-0 Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to the 1-0 Tennessee Titans. Tennessee favored at home by 7.5. I know this is a game that we are not... This is Not not that we're not interested, but this is our one of our ugly matchups of the week. 7.5 points seems like a lot on this one.
0: 7.5 points is a lot. I like Gardner Minshew. I actually kind of believe in him. I think that the Titans are a pretty good team. I think the Jaguars are still pretty terrible. But I think that this is like every Titans game, where they just like play ugly games, they win ugly games, they never score tons of points. I think that this thing is ugly from start to finish. I'm going to take the Jaguars on the points, but I think that, that the Tech uh, t- Titans walk
1: away with the victory. I am in ingredients on that pick. Moving on, we have the 1-0 Buffalo Bills traveling to the lowly 0-1 Miami Dolphins. Bills favored on the road in this one by 5.5.
0: I like the Bills in this one. Um, I don't think the Dolphins are terrible and they're well coached, but the Bills are kind of like that under the radar team. It's like the cool pick to pick the Bills, but like still no one believes in them. Um, I think the Bills are pretty good. I think
1: they're gonna they're gonna cover this one. Bills cover on the road, get to 2-0. Moving on, we have the 0-1 San Francisco 49ers traveling to the 0-1 New York Jets. This is a gross game. Giant, or Sorry, 49ers favored by 7 points on the road. I am hammering the 49ers on the road, even with the 7-point spread. 7-point spreads a lot, especially traveling from the West Coast to the East Coast. The Jets suck. They hate their coach. I am going Niners all day long. Here we go. Tightly contested in Vegas. We have the LA Rams 1-0 traveling to the 0-1 Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles favored at home by 1 point in this game. I am throwing my money on the Rams. I am also throwing my money on the Rams. I think the Rams are a much better
0: team. I actually think the Rams are pretty good. Um, The no crowd helps the Rams more than almost anybody else. Uh, I think that the Eagles are toasted. And I think Carson Wentz is, um, I think he's already seen his best days. Which is is sad to say for a young quarterback. Um, I like the Rams to
1: put one of the nails in the Eagles' coffin. In our second gross matchup of the week, we have the 0-1 Denver Broncos traveling to the 1-0 Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers favored at home in a pretty large spread. Steelers favored at this one at 7.5. I'm taking the Broncos to not only cover, but the Broncos to win. I like the Steelers. I think they're good. Um, They're not going to win a Super Bowl, but they're a for
0: sure playoff team. The Broncos, I just don't believe... What's the quarterback's name? The Missouri... Drew Locke. Um... I'm not buying Drew Locke yet. Uh, I don't love the Broncos. I think that they're a team that's good enough defensively to stay in games. Um, I think that the Broncos keep this in close uh, but the Steelers win
1: this game. I'm taking the Broncos. Here we go, guys. This is one of our favorite games of the week with one of the most lucrative and juicy lines. We have the 0 one Carolina Panthers traveling to the retirement home Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay favored at home by 85
0: Guys, this is my upset pick of the week. I think Teddy Bridgewater and the Carolina Panthers go into Tampa Bay and really expose how washed up Tom Brady is, how washed up Gronk is, how poorly constructed this team is. Godwin is out. This is going to be an absolute heartbreaking loss for a city that had high hopes for its football team. Tampa Bay is going down. Upset pick of the week.
1: Tom Brady looking a lot like Joe Montana finishing out his career with the Chiefs. Uh Rob Gronkowski looking like he should have just stuck to trying to be an actor in bad movies. I'm taking the Panthers to cover the Buccaneers get their first win of the season. Our next game, guys, we're starting off with the 305 game here. The 1-0 Washington football team traveling to the 1-0 Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals favored by 6.5. I think this is a funner matchup than teams than people will give credit for on this one. I like this matchup a lot. I think that that front seven
0: of Washington is really good. Um, I think that the only reason I'm going with the Cardinals here is because of that travel is across the country for Washington. And I think that the offense is a lot of fun. I think the Cardinals are probably a year away from making a a real play for things. Um, But I do think that they're scrappy, and uh, I think it's going to be a good game. I'm going to go with the Cardinals uh, to cover here.
1: I like the Cardinals to cover. Uh, I'm in love. I have a little man crush on Kyler Murray. I think the Cardinals are not getting enough love around the league. I'll take the Cardinals to cover the 6.5. Moving on to our 325 games, we have the Chiefs coming off a nice Week 1 victory. Coming to the Chargers, also coming off a kind of grinded out victory. Both teams are 1-0. Kansas City favored here going to LA, favored by 8.5 on the road. Who do you like? I like the Chiefs, pretty much whatever the spread is at this point. Chiefs, whatever the spread is, if you're betting against the Chiefs this season at all, you're probably making the wrong move. Just take the points and just assume that they're going to get it done. You're never going to get a good value bet with the Chiefs this season. I just kind of think that the Chiefs only have
0: two types of games: Um, an underwhelming game where they get upset, or they blow you out. Yeah, I kind of think those are the only two options. So I think like they're not going to win a lot of close games. I think they're either gonna—they're the kind of team that like. They punish you more and more and more as the game goes on. And so I just think that like you're going to get games where um, they play a
1: good team, it's close the whole way, it's a great game, and at the end they
0: end up winning by 10.
1: I think this next 325 matchup is either a blowout or it's a high-scoring, fun shootout. We have the 1-0 uh, Baltimore Ravens traveling to the 0-1 Houston Texans. Baltimore favored on the road here by 7. Who do you like? Um, this is
0: my break glass game of the week. Um, break glass in case of an emergency so you can hammer uh, the team that you're picking. I'm picking Baltimore here. I'm breaking glass. I'm hammering it. I would take them, I think, is a 20-point win for them. I think this is their coming out party. This is where they're going to get put number one in all of the power rankings
1: because they're going to massacre the, the Houston Texans. Good rule of thumb for betters, guys. Don't throw your money on the Houston Texans because they'll never reward you. I'm taking Baltimore to cover the seven-point spread on the road. We are moving into a fun Sunday night football matchup. We have the 1-0, Cam Newton-led, New England Patriots traveling to Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle favored at home in this matchup by 3.5. Who do you like? I'm back and forth on this one a
0: lot. I think I'm going to go with... um I think I'm going to take the 3.5 points and go with the Patriots, but I think that Seattle wins this thing by like 1, 2,
1: 3 points, somewhere around there. This is a tight ball game. This is a fun football game to watch if you are into football, which if you're listening to this, you're probably pretty hardcore. I'm taking the Seahawks with the points. Seattle gets it done and moves to 2-0 and at home. But they don't have the 12th man this year. I no think that's going man. to play in a little bit yeah. of effect. I'm glad. I hate the 12th man. Moving on to a fun Monday Night Football matchup. We got two fun primetime games this week. We have the 1-0 Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas less a New Orleans Saints team traveling to a 1-0 Las Vegas Raiders team. New Orleans favored on the road without Michael Thomas by six points. I see some value in this bet. Six points is a stay away
0: from Vegas, but this is in Vegas. And I am not staying away. They are opening a new stadium, and for some reason, teams always do well when they're opening a new stadium. They, they like find an extra burst. This one doesn't even have fans. Who cares? I am going with a second bonus upset pick of the week, and I am going to go with the Las Vegas Raiders to beat Drew Noodlearm Breeze <laughs> and the uh, the Saints. Breeze looked terrible last week, by the way. Yeah,
1: no Michael Thomas is an issue. I have a giant man crush on Josh Jacobs. I think the Raiders not only cover, but get this one done. How
0: many times did they show the one play where Drew Brees put, like, his entire body into throwing it 40 yards downfield? And they're like, see, he can still throw downfield. I'm like, yeah, with infinite time and, like, he can take four steps into it. Yeah. I don't – I just like every year, Drew Brees is going to be what holds back the Saints.
1: All right. I think we're moving on to the big one this week. The big one. Let's talk about it just a couple quick – Keys to victory here. Okay. Uh, obviously, this offense has to get moving. The time of possession will be better. It's just going to be excessively rare if we see anything even remotely close to that. I think Delvin Cook gets over 100 yards this week. Vikings favor... Sorry. Colts favored at home uh, by three points. Vikings a little bit beat up. Colts also a little bit beat up. Intriguing matchup. I don't know. This one is probably... If we're not homers here, i probably stand away from this game. I don't feel comfortable betting on either
0: team here. Um, I think it's pretty much a loser leaves town match. Uh, we looked it up. Teams who start
1: 0-2 are what? They have a, 12 point a 12.1% chance since 1992 make the playoffs. Loser probably goes home for the season. I know it's early, guys. I know it's hard to digest. But stats are stats. It is what it is. If the Vikings win this game,
0: I feel confident that we can still be a playoff team. If we lose this game, I think that I'm going to start looking at draft articles, and that's not a good place to be. Yeah. Um, so a couple things here. Delvin Cook needs to have over 100 yards, and if he doesn't, it needs to be 150 combined with Alexander Madison. They need to be able to run the ball. Cousins needs to continue to find feeling, but he's got to spread the wealth. We need guys like Kyle Rudolph, Irv Smith, Justin Jefferson to step up and make some plays. Also, I want to see more balls thrown to Delvin Cook. Where was he in our passing game last week? We hardly tried it, and multiple times we tried to run different kinds of screen passes, and every single time they were snuffed out by the Packers. Hopefully that's not something that we're going to see all year long. So I don't feel great about this game. Um, I think that that Rivers will get his. They're going to throw the ball around on us. Um, But one thing that should make you feel better is that Phillip Rivers, throwing the ball so much, had the most success throwing the ball to running backs. Eight of eight attempts completed to Naheem Hines. The running back, also 6-of-6 six six, to the other running back, Jonathan Taylor, the rookie. 14-of-14, 14 14, throwing the ball to those two running backs. The Vikings under Mike Zimmer dominate in covering uh, running backs coming out of the backfield. And that's mostly because of Anthony Barr and really because of Eric Kendricks, one of the best linebackers in the league shutting that down. So I do think that it's going to be harder. We're going to force them to throw the ball downfield against our crappy cornerbacks. Uh, and finally, Philip Rivers, 0-5 all-time against
1: Mike Zimmer. I am banging on a trash can and drumming on a street light. I think our, our wish finally comes true. This is our first week in a year now, over a year, that we get Irv Smith going in this offense. I feel it coming. I'm taking the Vikings on the road. in my homer pick of the week, Vikings 23-21. to Dan Bailey kicks a game-winning field goal to get the Vikings back on track at 1-1.
0: I... Also, this is crazy, I also believe the Vikings will win this game 23-21.
1: to It's probably not good news that we both have the exact same pick. We both have the same pick. This was not planned out. This is right off the dome. Guys, we're hoping next week when we have this podcast, we have some more positivity to talk about. We did our best today to try and keep things positive. But after week one, looking a little sketchy.
0: Now, guys, I... Have to make. I have to admit something. I have to come clean. I have to make a confession on a podcast. Everyone get ready. Get close. Lean in. Listen up to this. I am about to admit something to you guys. I didn't want him to, to admit this either. I'm admi- he feels the need to do this. I am admitting this on the podcast. Guys, last week we called for you guys at 1149, 11 minutes before game time, to sing together with the people you were with, Skull Vikings. And uh, we ourselves did not do that. Also, we called for you 11:59, one minute before game, seconds before opening kickoff. We called for you guys to stand up with whoever you were with, put your hands up, create a little space for yourself, social distance. You have six feet You have plenty of playing space to do this. Get those hands, put them over your head. Skull chant. Boom, boom. Skull. <laughs> boom, boom. Skull. Boom, boom. Skull. <laughs> guys, we needed this. We called for it, and we ourselves failed you
1: guys, and failed our Minnesota Vikings. We ourselves did Dude, do if I wasn't so caught up and getting the stupid-ass Travis Scott combo meal from McDonald's, I would have been on time, and I would have been there for you. I let you guys down. Take the blame off of Eric right now. If I wouldn't have got the Travis Scott meal, we would have been doing it, and we probably would have won that game last week. So let's throw that one on me. That's we, my bad. We apologize, guys, and we need you guys to do it this week. So we're asking you guys
0: to sing the song and send us a video or – Boom, boom, skull. Do it with the people you're with. Send it to us. We will give you a shout-out on the show if you guys send us a clip of that at Nordy's Podcast. We'd love to see it. We're going to do it with you guys this week, and it's going to bring the Vikings the luck they need to win this game. 23-21 to on the road. Loser leaves town. We're not going to be the loser this week. That is all the time we have. Go check out the rest of the Nordies Podcast this week. Until next
1: week, oh my. God.